0: to the best coast fantasy football podcast my name is brandon i am here with josh and jordan and we have a special guest tonight zach is joining us as well how are you guys doing tonight
1: great gentlemen how are you great welcome aboard zach we're doing great man
0: rough rough week for me in uh the, the old week two fantasy football but uh i know some of you guys had a good week so Not everything's everything coming up josh? <laughs> yeah yeah whatever whatever he got his bounce-back win against me in a different league this week, and it wasn't just a win. It was <laughs> destroying everything. It was a me. revenge game. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> and there I was at our league of record thinking, oh, you know what? I, I'm I'm sitting pretty here, and then freaking Waddle and Tyreek Hill destroyed me in a matter of 10 minutes of any hope that, that so I had.
2: pretty about what he did to you?
0: No, that was... It was, it was so disturbing. Like I was like was projected incredible. to win by like 20 and then literally four plays later I'm projected to lose by 20. It was like not even fun. It was the quickest turnaround I've ever seen. When
1: I saw you were playing both of them in one league, it, <laughs> I laughed so hard.
0: <laughs> and then I played Tyreek in our other league in oh, yeah, you're and welcome. I played, and then I played him in another league. And so like, Tyreek just crushed my soul this week in in Dynasty. It was you and millions of other
1: Dynasty players and and fantasy players in general.
0: Yeah, as a yeah.
2: Broncos fan, shouldn't you be used to that by now? Though,
0: hey, you know, <laughs> at least we didn't blow a lead like uh, a different team. We know that was a but.
3: heartbreaker. <laughs> oh god, that was We'll get to that. That was we'll like that. one of the worst displays I've <laughs> ever seen. That was absolutely hideous.
0: The fact that there was a, a 97% chance that you guys win that in the fourth quarter, that had to have hurt. I mean,
1: he's referring to how the Raiders choked away a win we should have had against the Cardinals.
0: Yes. I think the yes. saddest
2: thing though is I don't even think that's the worst blown loss of the weekend. I mean, there was no. two other ones that were pretty gnarly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm what, so what glad my despair in? is buried. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Misery loves company.
0: Uh, dude, we'll the, talk about people, all of them The people like popping the champagne bottles on the sideline though, when, when they were up 23-7. I was just like, oh no.
3: That was <laughs> not, all not the about internet, the though. Raiders game. That was about the um, the Las Vegas WNBA. Uh, team winning the championship. They showed it on the big board and had people pop champagne.
0: Oh, it still made me laugh. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's jump over to some some news that happened. Um, Trey Lance suffered uh, an unfortunate ankle injury in the game. Uh, looks like he's going to have season-ending surgery. That was uh, it's pretty tough. I mean, tough break for the kid. Finally gets the the reins to the team and then and then that, you know, nasty injury happens. Good news is it should be an injury that he should be able to bounce back from. What do you guys think this does for the the Niners now?
2: I think you look at the team last year and it's I don't think they made a whole lot of changes other than at the quarterback position. Um so I'd look for something similar. You know, they still have the same weapons. They still they got the same quarterback now. Uh
1: you know, yeah they got some injuries they're dealing with, but aside from that it's pretty much trying to run it back and they were trying to give Trey Lance a good team to take over. Um, that's an important part of developing their young quarterback. So it's a good thing for Jimmy G. He steps into, you know, the same good team that he just took to the playoffs and NFC championship. And,
0: you know, yeah. I, I think, I think they're, I think they're in a better position. I mean, I wanted to see what Lance could do this season, but I think you know, with what that team did last year with Jimmy G, I think they'll be just fine. I mean, this is part of why they kept him. You know, it was just just in case. I mean, with a mobile quarterback, it's good to have a, get, a good backup quarterback, anyways. So, I think this is kind of uh, kind of big for them to be able to still have Jimmy G and not not have gotten rid of him in the offseason.
1: I'll tell you what, boys, I'm sad about my Trey Lance shares. And that's me being selfish, but we are talking about fantasy football. So there's a lot of folks out there that are sharing that with me. And unfortunately, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the, you know, replacement fantasy option that he is, the NFL replacement option.
0: Yeah, agreed. We're recording this during uh, Monday Night Football right now. And 53-yard reception from Quez Watkins. Wide open. Couldn't have been more open. Yeah, wide open. Blown coverage oh, there. Uh, so during the Bucks and Saints game, a uh, fight broke out. Uh, Mike Evans went after Lattimore, and uh, he's going to be suspended for one game. Pretty big fantasy implications there for, for Mike Evans, considering the, the injuries that they're facing on the wide receiver side of the ball. Uh, Tom Brady, you know. too. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have anybody Brady. to
2: hurt you all of a sudden. He had plethora of weapons to last preseason week you know and now we have got nobody unless godwin comes back
0: yeah and i don't think godwin will i i don't know if godwin will be back but last i heard i didn't think he was going to be back this week either who knows what's going on with julio still uh with evans out i mean you're down to miller scotty miller yeah scotty miller i think that's about your only option there uh and perry and Burnett, get, gonna get some targets yes sir oh yeah brashad perryman yeah, Leonard Fournette might actually get going. Um, so hey, man, he's he, been
1: touching the ball. He just hasn't had touchdowns. He's he's pretty. Uh, I liked that tweet, though. He, he He's looking out for fantasy the, managers. He said guys. the
0: touchdowns are coming.
2: <laughs> well, they, they play the Packers next week, so he and Aaron Rodgers can uh, kind of commiserate about nobody to throw to at halftime yeah. or something. <laughs>
0: so true there. Why'd they come um, back? Yeah, uh, Jerry Judy left the game early with a shoulder injury. Uh, I Last I actually heard is it's not a shoulder injury. It's a rib injury. Um, I was watching an injury update, and they were saying that it was uh, possibly actually a rib injury, and they haven't announced anything about x-rays or anything like that, but the fact it, that he wasn't able to come back to the game.
1: They announced actually Judy's x-rays on his ribs were negative.
0: Oh, Got that. Well said. Yeah, there's maybe okay.
2: there soft tissue or cartilage or something, but definitely no uh,
0: structural damage. Well, that's good. So he's day to day to day. Um, so that's that's some good news for for fantasy managers and good news for for me as a Bronco fan. Could use all the the help we can get with how that offense has looked. So.
1: Yeah, good news for Russell Wilson who needs a spark to get something going here.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dalton Schultz is dealing with a PCL issue. He could miss some time. It's a similar issue, I believe, that Zeke dealt with last year. Um, so may be able to play through it, but may lose some of his uh, ability out there. I'm not sure how much time he's he's going to miss. But um, I've heard
2: some optimistic things saying he could play after like maybe one week out. Uh, I've heard some pretty negative things. Like it's kind of up in the air at this point.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I've heard with this one, too. So it's something to monitor. Keep an eye on. Um, definitely pay attention to the waiver wire this week and pick somebody up uh, just in case uh, oh, he is luck. out. Yeah, I know. Trust me. Schultz is my tight end. So. Uh, yeah, that one's
1: tough for me, too.
0: Uh, Clowney, J- Jadavion Clowney, was ruled out for Thursday's game with an ankle injury. Um that's, you know, got some implications on that game. What What is the Thursday night game this week? I'm not even sure. Uh, we're prepared on that one. I can, I can look it's really for time.
3: Yeah, I know Houston's going to play. It for me.
0: Uh, yeah, it uh, is, it's Steelers-Browns. It is just some
2: good old-fashioned slobber-knocker football for that game. Yeah, Six to it'll three. be
0: a really, really exciting Thursday night football game. Um it also uh appears that Tyrion Davis Price has a high ankle sprain and is gonna be out a couple of weeks. So more more 49ers players go down. Their running back room just can't can't seem to stay healthy. Uh as of right now, it's uh Wilson and Mason. And now we actually talked about last week that maybe Mac gets called up if the injuries keep keep piling up. So maybe we could see Marlon Mack end up on the, the roster there
2: sleepers going to go wild.
0: Oh, I know there as soon. I, I guarantee you if I went on Sleeper they right now and Marlon I looked at Mack. the announcement that TDP was hurt, it would all be about Marlon Mack. Um, <laughs> uh, James Connor uh, did leave the game, the Arizona game, but it looks like it's nothing major. Uh, and he should be, should be good to go, uh, for next week's game, but still keep an eye on it. Uh, just in case something happens throughout the week, if you see him start to practice toward the end of the week, he, he should be good to go. Uh, it sounds like, uh, Alvin Kamara has fractured rib cartilage. It does sound like he should be able to, uh, return soon. Uh, from that they're talking as early as week three. But uh, keep an eye on that, just in case. If Kamara is not a go for Week Three, are you guys willing to start anybody for um, the Saints' backfield?
2: Not for their backfield. Um, yeah,
0: no way. That's, that's I do just have to say of, though, like
2: I'm not no shade against any of these professional athletes putting their body on the line, but uh, his quarterback just played with a broken back, so
0: yeah, it's a bad. Look. It did kind of show though, because there was a few times where he could have ran. For you know a first down and just kind of threw the ball away. So you know sometimes when these guys go out there with some of these injuries, it I know it helps the team in some ways, but it also hurts the team in other ways. Yep. Um, it sounds like uh, Justin Herbert has the the same injury that Kamara does, fractured rib cartilage. Uh, they're talking like he's going to be playing next week, but keep an eye on on that as well. Uh, they could sit him for a week um just to see how it goes it's a little bit easier for quarterbacks to play through this yeah. type of injury though because they can just put a little bit extra padding there and and uh give them some injections Yeah, uh, unless injections. you're Joe Burrow
1: there should hypothetically be a little less contact
0: yeah
2: I feel though as a Chargers quarterback I'd be a little nervous about getting any injections I mean that's how he got his starting spot in the first place Ooh, the, Ooh. Fact,
0: the fact that it's the exact same doctor that's yeah, getting sued be, uh, by Tyron Taylor yeah. Oh man. Yeah, what if
1: I got him to school?
0: <laughs> I, I would I would be nervous if I was Herbert. I mean, I don't think Herbert has anything to worry about. I don't think he's ever going to lose that starting job, but I would still be nervous about someone going into uh to give that right there. So oh, we're about to have Dalvin Cook time here.
2: Nope.
0: Like I want him to score, but I don't. Like it this pains me. Like I need to win a different league. I've already it's lost the, the other one. The so. game,
2: boys.
0: Yeah. yeah. He's done a lot. I can see it. Um, JK Dobbins is still week to week. We don't really know what exactly is going on there, whether he's going to be back. He was uh, like a full participant at the end of last week. So uh, we're not really sure um, if he is going to return in week three. Again, for me, I still wouldn't roll him out if uh he is good to go for week three. It's still a wait and see for me. Um is that called and, that. And it really was an Irv's <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> That's actually crazy. He's the Oracle. Yeah. Well played. Um all right. Let's uh, uh unless you guys got sucks. any other I news that you guys them. know about or anything you want to talk about. That was big for me. I needed that. No other news. Let's hop into uh, the Sunday night, the Sunday games. So we had the Patriots uh, fall or beating the Steelers 17 to 14. Um, kind of went into Pittsburgh game. and got them done. Yeah, they, they actually did. I mean, realistically, it was a pretty ugly game. Damian Harris did go down at one point, but he's, he's okay. From, from what I've heard, he should be good to go. Uh, Najee only still only had five receptions, 89 total yards. Uh, There was a big touchdown by Nelson Aguilar. Jacoby Myers had nine receptions. Um, You know, the Patriots offense still to me looks like they're struggling to, to move the ball. You know, Deontay Johnson had 10 targets and, you know, Friar Muth, though, still seems to be getting it done. Caught another touchdown, seems to be a pretty viable fantasy option. Uh, is there anything from this game that stood out to you guys?
2: I think for me, those was like, those are two good defenses. I think Pittsburgh was a great defense before what went down. Uh, but on top of that, it was just bad offense. I mean, both of them had offensive line problems. They both got weapons, Pittsburgh more than new England, but we just didn't have time to get it to them. Their guys were covered. It was just an ugly game.
0: Yeah, and yeah, as far as totally the agree. you
1: know Patriots offense goes in the running game, people are worried about Ramondre Stevenson, but you know Damian Harris just happened to get the touchdown. Uh, you know that's kind of all you can ask for against this tough te- Steelers D. So um, and
3: Ramondre, yeah, I don't know, Aguilar a lot having of that big touchdown is probably work. the
0: reason they won. Who's getting a lot of passing work? Did you say Ramondre I mean, was
3: getting a lot of the passing down work? He was getting he, he didn't get a lot of targets and receptions, but he was in on almost all of the passing uh, the passing downs, taking snaps and running routes. So uh, if he continues to do that, I would expect yeah. to see his target share increase. Definitely. So ultimately, I mean,
0: kind of a ugly game, but, you know, Patriots pulled it out 1714. Uh, uh, the next game, uh, Giants are two and zero. They beat the Panthers nineteen to sixteen. Uh, I'm gonna ask this question because I probably couldn't even tell you who it is, but who the highest scoring fantasy player was in this game? Considering you have CMC and Saquon on both sides of the ball, I'm willing to guess that they weren't the highest scoring yeah, on the I've, team.
2: I've got a hunch, but it's good.
3: Yeah, I put the question in the show doc because I was doing some research and and saw uh saw who this was. So, I I'd, I'd love if the three of you would take a guess as to who you, who you think is the highest scoring player in this game for fantasy. I'm just going to go
0: with DJ Moore cuz I knew he got a touchdown.
2: I'm going to guess like so I was watching Red Zone on Sunday uh when it actually worked. Um and every time I flipped on that game, I felt like one of the teams was about to kick a field goal, so I'm gonna guess it's it's one of the kickers. Like it, it was an ugly game. Um, I think CMC and Baker have both had about the same amount of points, which wasn't a lot, but uh, Gano. I'm gonna go with Gano. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sounded like you said, yeah, no, I'm gonna go with Gano, and that's the, just so funny.
3: <laughs> hey, you you are correct, Zach. It was Graham Gano was the highest scoring yeah. player in this game. <laughs> Some that's NFC so East crazy. football
0: baby yeah that's where kickers can can make it or break it for you i mean uh you know i think i think both saquon and cmc will be okay as a cmc owner in multiple leagues how do you feel about him jordan
3: oh i uh i'm i'm totally fine with them like they both had a lot of work in this game uh cmc ended up all right saquon had a little less than cmc but neither really killed you they just uh you know, neither got in the end zone and you'd like to see more passing volume for both of them. And I think like for the Panthers, especially that's going to be really, really necessary to get CMC more involved. Uh, DJ Moore was kind of disappointing. He got the touchdown, but he was only three of six for 43 yards, like not very pretty. So that offense has just struggled really bad. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um, Overall, I, I mean, still with the the Giants' pass catchers, I don't really know uh, anybody on that team that I'd roll out there. I think we could still hold on to Kadarius Tony now, though. He seemed to get a little bit more involved this week, and Kenny Galladay's snaps actually went down. He was down to two snaps this game, and uh, Kadarius Tony was up to twenty six. Um, so it's you know something to keep an eye on, but I. Sterling Shepard seem to be, you know, out there the most. Uh, I just don't know if I trust anyone really on this Giants offense at all. I know they're 2-0, and o, but I don't know that I trust anyone besides Saquon uh, on this offense.
1: Hey, sorry, Giants are fans, guys... but I'm hands off on this offense too, uh, except for
3: Saquon. Yeah, are I, you I guys to wanting like, to
2: start him, but I would like to have him on my team?
3: That's that's exactly what I was going to ask is, do you guys want to drop Kadarius Tony or do you still want to hang on and see where things go since his snaps went from seven last week to 26 this week and they've talked about trying to get him more involved and maybe it really was just that he missed camp, he was banged up and they're kind of easing him in.
0: I think you could hold on to him. I don't. I don't think it's worth it to drop him now because he did seem to get involved a little bit more and maybe they just start to work his his snap count up uh, as the season starts to go on. So I would probably hold on to him still for now. I know it's hard to clog up that roster spot, but it's also not worth it to drop a player that could get more involved in the offenses as time goes on. And he's just so explosive when he does get the ball. Unless gonna... you're
2: a guaranteed starter for your team right now, I, I would hang on to him.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm going to like jot this down in my notes and we should bring it up on the waiver wire show. Cause that's a good player that people are going to be struggling with. Should I drop this player for another player? And I just don't think there's that many guys on the waiver wire that I'm going to want this week. So
3: yeah, me either. Yeah. And we're going to have to talk Uh, about waiver wire at the end of this show because this show is going to come out Tuesday morning and then our next won't be until Thursday morning. So, um, yeah, so yeah, I was we'll, kind of we'll wondering: Do you guys more. have any interest in David Sills or Sterling Shepard or Richie James? These guys who are playing all the snaps for for uh, the Giants. I do I not. think I would roster Sterling Shepard.
0: If, if but I would not drop Kadarius Tony to roster Sterling Shepard. I would fair. rather I would rather roll the dice and because you're not gonna you're it's it's not likely that you're gonna put Sterling Shepard into your lineup. Even if you pick him up, you know, and it's you're, you're basically doing the same thing with Kadarius Tony as you would with him. And it's worth it to wait and see if Kadarius Tony ends up getting a higher snap share because that guy could eventually be in your lineup. He could eventually be something.
2: Yeah, I'd have to have a lot of injuries to honestly consider them right now.
0: Yeah. Now, Josh, on the other hand, you might want to consider starting one of them. Um, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's roll into the next game because we got quite a few to get through. Uh, Jets 31, Browns 30. This was the craziest end of the game ever.
1: Uh, were the Jets going to Jets or the Browns going to Brown?
0: Well, Flacco continues to own the Browns is basically what we're going to get at here. He called that shot,
2: uh, too. It makes it so much better.
0: Yeah, he literally said that he scored... More or he's won more uh, than the any player on the Browns, which is really funny. So uh, they scored with a minute and twenty two left, and then recovered the onside kick and actually scored the game winning touchdown. Uh, Joe Flacco threw for four touchdowns, um, two to Garrett Wilson, including the game winner. Uh, Garrett Wilson sure has. He's he's. I mean, he's got to be the wide receiver one there now. I mean, wouldn't you guys? Think I mean he was he really wasn't uh, out there. Hey, a bunch, I just got uh, an
3: alert. Week one, but AJ Brown just went into the blue medical tent. No, okay, that's something we'll have to
0: monitor. We'll give you guys a little bit more information if we hear anything. Um, uh, Brees Hall and Michael Carter split uh carries, but Brees Hall got the touchdown this week. Uh, do you, I think that's going to continue to be a split for a little while, but. Do you guys see Hall taking over a little bit more of that backfield, or do you think it'll stay a split the rest of the season?
2: I think it'll definitely be a split somewhat. Um, I mean, Wilson's done nothing but produce um, since he took over last year. Uh, obviously, they spent the draft capital on on Hall this year, and he's a stud. But um, I mean, they've got Zach Wilson coming back this week, so the, the entire offense may look a bit different than with Flacco there. So I don't think they're going to change it up too much in the running back position at least right away.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. If if it does happen, it'll be gradually and probably, at, you know, towards the end of the season is when you'll want to be playing Brees All He might win you some championships. That'd be sweet. But, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to be like anything better than probably, you know, low end RB2 for the next foreseeable future.
0: I agree. Uh, Nick Chubb had 113 total yards and three touchdowns. Uh, looked really good. It was, you know, good to see him get into the end zone. It came at the cost of Kareem Hunt, but I think that's kind of how, you know, the season's going to go and continues to go for them. I think it's going to be a, you know, back and forth. There is going to be games where they both have good games, but I think it's going to be a little bit of that. Um, I know Nick Chubb got I a. I completely a agree. Hate this week for, yeah, Chubb got a lot of hate this week for not going down at the one yard line. I think that would have been really difficult for him to go down, but I don't think this loss comes down to what he did right there um, at all.
1: I just got to say, I'm so frustrated as a Kareem Hunt, like long time fantasy manager. (laughs) This, this guy has those back to backs that you don't start him on the right week. It's that Amari Cooper kind of thing happened to me. You know,
0: (laughs) Back happens to, to me weeks. all the time. You didn't start in week one, and you started yeah. in week two.
1: Do you guys have any advice for the fantasy manager like me, who's like, I want the Kareem Hunt games that are awesome. How how yeah. do you know when they're gonna
0: come? You go with odd weeks. Odd weeks he scores touchdowns. <laughs> even weeks he doesn't. So week how three, very wise. <laughs> yeah, week three, you have him in your lineup. You, <laughs> Tell you, me where I have you think... learned this fantasy prowess?
3: I think uh, I think what you're looking for when you're looking whether you should start Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt and how high you should expect their totals to get is just dependent on the over under for the game and whether or not you think they'll be behind or in the lead. So when they play bad teams, Nick Chubb is going to smash. And when they play teams with a good offense that can put points on the board, Kareem Hunt is going to see a lot more snaps because there's going to be a lot more passing downs. So that's just the way I would play it. But I mean, you're probably playing both of them almost every week unless you have really good depth at running back. Agreed.
0: I, I think I think both of them should almost always be in your lineup. It's hard to not put them in your lineup. Um I would just I mean, my advice, yeah, would just be to kind of keep Hunt in there and you're gonna have to deal with a few of those bad weeks, but we deal with a few of those bad weeks for most of our players. Um, it's just the big stars that we don't really deal with all of them. So, um, so Amari Cooper, uh, caught nine of 10 targets for 101 yards and a touchdown was good to see. was good to see him, uh, out there. And, and, you know, he finally balled out this week. Donovan Peoples Jones only had two targets after last week. You know, people were talking about, was he going to be the wide receiver one there? Uh, didn't really have much going for him this week. Um so and then uh let's jump over to the Colts and Jags. Uh the Colts were blanked. They lost 24 to 0 to the Jags. Uh the last time the Colts actually were shut out was in 2017 by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So oh. um <laughs> that's a, a fun stat. A, there's a fun stat for you. Uh so you know, Pittman did not play in this game and it showed. Uh, they were not able to move the ball at all. Uh, Jonathan Taylor really didn't do much. Didn't have a lot of carries on the ground. Wasn't involved in the passing game. It just, that offense just looked horrible and it kind of shows really how much Pittman does mean to this offense. And it sounds like he could be back week three. So, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. I have no idea what that was. Something fell in my room. Um, um,
2: you're right, remember year when, yeah remember last when, I'm good. Remember last year when the Colts brought in a, a veteran quarterback and we kind of assumed they would make the playoffs, and then they played the Jaguars and then missed out on the playoffs. Like why did we think it was going to be that different this year? I'm, I'm just kind of curious. I thought it was going to end in a tie.: That's
0: fair. You were praying for a tie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like same. Praying. I wanted the tie so bad.
0: Man, it would have
1: been magnificent.
3: Uh
0: Trevor Lawrence looked pretty good though, through two touchdowns. Um both of them went to Christian Kirk. Uh going forward, I'm putting Kirk in my lineup. Yeah. You you have to at this He's point. Connection. I mean, they they yeah, they have a really good connection. It seems to be working out really well for him.
1: Dude, that guy's got um, hands. He did back in Arizona. It shows here, he catches whatever you throw to him and he looks good like we're
2: all going yes. to joke that he's overpaid because he he is, but he's producing. I mean, the, and the salary cap doesn't affect your fantasy lineup, so,
0: you know. Nope. Yeah.
2: Plug him in. I don't care. Pay him. But uh, on, on top of that, I mean, he's looked great, but do you know who's actually leading Jacksonville in, in targets?
1: I'm going to take a stab. Is it Zay Jones?
2: It's not. It's Evan Ingram. Ooh. He's like, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but he's. Oh, on. no. You know, he's got Trevor Lawrence throwing him the ball. Does and he even drop passes? End, he, he has only had one incompletion thrown towards him this season. Granted, it's only two weeks, but. That's okay, I'm going to keep my eye on that. I mean, we're getting into like the ugly tight end part. Even people well, who drafted my guy. Kyle with Pitt, a Dalton or,
1: Schultz injury, you might need a guy to plug in for a week.
2: Exactly. Cole Komet believers are looking too, like. Oh, those, pole, those poor, poor, poor combat believers.
0: You know what? I'm one of those guys too. So, um, yeah, I feel that pain uh, all over the place. Uh, James Robinson, 23 carries, was real efficient, had a 37-yard touchdown run. That guy is breaking every narrative that you cannot come back from an Achilles injury because, man, does he look good out there. Anyone that drafted him in the seventh, eighth round is – Happier than heck right now. So. Yeah, it does look like AJ Brown is back on the field, by the way.
2: So far, kind of put the uh, running back controversy to uh, to rest, so far at least, with him and ETN. Yeah,
0: ETN only had 12 touches. Um, I just don't know what's going on there. I was forced to, to throw him in my lineup this week with the multiple injuries I had in one league. And I was crossing my fingers and praying that he would do something and... He let me down again. Um you know. Would
1: you rather put Brees Hall in your lineup or Travis ETN right now?
0: Brees Hall. hundred percent. Brees Hall's at least. Yeah, I'd getting, rather put Brees know, he's, Hall. He's getting
3: involved. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, right, Let's jump over like to the I'd rather play Brees the Hall Saints. there, but man, I'm putting James Robinson in my lineup every week. Oh, hundred percent.
0: Oh yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. I think
0: I think I mean no right. one has said it
1: and forget it, but
0: you know. He's up there. He's yes. a solid RB two right now, so um, you gotta you gotta have him in the lineup. So the Bucks twenty, Saints ten. Uh, this was a, a slow go of a game to start out. It was definitely a defensive battle, um, but then you know, unfortunately, Jameis Winston did do Jameis Winston things and threw some picks, and the the Bucks capitalized. I mean, they had some fortunate calls go their way, but. Uh they they ended up getting it done at the end of the day. Uh even after the the brawl that happened and Mike Evans got thrown out. Uh Fournette still had 26 touches and there wasn't really much else on the Buck side of the ball. Uh Michael Thomas was had six for sixty five and a touchdown again. Uh it's safe to say he's just somebody that you have in your lineup every week again this week. He just finds the end zone. It's what he does.
1: Yeah, um, I want to highlight that this the Saints team they looked okay, but uh, you know, it, and it's a tough de- defense against Tampa Bay. But then, you have to think what what it would have looked like with Kamara, and they might have actually won that game if they had a little bit of ball movement outside of Michael Thomas. Well,
2: they he was he was chucking it out there. Um, I think. Olave actually had an insane amount of air yards. It just didn't work out. He had one great catch that he ended up fumbling. Um, he he looked pretty good. I mean, it doesn't show it on the the stat line, but he's he's in the play like on that team. He's gonna be good.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, uh Olave. Oh, go ahead.
3: I was just just gonna say, um, you know what. Uh, I was just going to say that, uh, yeah, they did have a lot of good ball movement uh, on the Saints side of the ball as far as like attempting to get the ball downfield to the wide receivers. Uh, Olave, like Zach mentioned, had a ton of air yards. He did manage to get 80 yards. He fumbled, which was unfortunate, but uh, he looked really good. So I'm excited about Olave in the Saints offense and, uh, Michael Thomas is uh, kind of back to doing Michael Thomas things so that's that's kind of cool
0: I definitely agree um, we have uh, so a lot yeah we talked about the Olave stuff uh, let's jump over let's just jump over to the, the Dolphins and Ravens this was one of the craziest games I've ever seen this is my Dolphins, favorite game
1: of the week by far best game of the season
0: <sighs> Dolphins Dolphins pulled out uh, the win 42 to 38 uh, it was just unbelievable it started out with a bang duvernay 103 yard kickoff return for a touchdown um (laughs) then it just but he only had two two targets caught two passes for 42 yards um lamar jackson had 318 and three touchdowns and 119 and a touchdown on the ground was just unbelievable this week. he's pretty good yeah yeah he's uh yeah not bad for a running back um Mark Andrews had uh 9 receptions for 104 and a touchdown. Uh Bateman 75-yard touchdown, 4 for 108 and a touchdown. I mean, they were just there there was offense everywhere on both sides of the ball. Tua went ballistic in that fourth quarter. 469 total yards, 6 touchdowns, and the the two that crushed my soul, Tyreek Hill Was eleven for one ninety and two, and Waddle was eleven for one seventy one and two. Absolutely, just insane on on every side of the ball. Now, my question that I want to ask is: Is this are you a Tua believer, or was this a breakdown in coverage? More so because there is a lot of injuries on the the Ravens secondary. Was this a breakdown in coverage, or is this just literally? this is how good the Dolphins are going to be this year?
1: I think it's both that there was injuries in the in the secondary there, but also, I mean, Tua's going to go on a tear this season. He's got Waddle. He pumped him with 19 targets, 11 catches of 19 targets. It's going to be just like last year, only plus they're going to manufacture 10 touches a game for Tyreek Hill. So where does Tua not succeed? Uh, you tell me.
2: I don't think Tua is ever going to be an all-time great, but I think with those weapons, you, he doesn't have to be. I, I think he could be good. He could be very good. Um, you're going to have one of the fastest receivers in the league running open because you have two of them. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I, I I don't think they're going to put up that many yards or that many points every week, but I mean that's just a glimpse of what what they can do on any given play. Even it's it's kind of terrifying.
0: Yeah, it's it, it, it they man. I just, that, that game, it was like, I have Lamar Jackson one league. So I was like, yeah, Lamar. And then it was like, oh no, Lamar. And then, yeah, just the, the waddle and, you know, Tyreek thing. They just, they're so fast. Like you just can't guard them. And I think it's just going to, it makes Tua look a lot better than maybe Tua actually is. Um, so that, that's it. That's a big difference there. Um, all right, let's keep, let's keep rolling here. Uh the commanders uh fall to the lions 36 27 it was the first game that the lions were favored in two years and they pulled it out um the sun god it was all the sun god nine for 116 and two with 68 yards on the ground he's got to be becoming he's got to be close to ranked in the wide receiver one
3: I'm becoming a really big fan of this Lions team. This offense is really, really fun. And Amon Ra is that dude. Like that guy is incredible. He's I don't think he's going to slow down. Like, I mean, obviously there's there's some metrics where he's going to have some regression back to the mean of just like a really good receiver. But he's going to be awesome this year and going forward. Lions got to be happy with the offense that they're producing right now. Swift
1: only had 7 touches and he was able to get 87 yards and a touchdown out of it. Uh obviously the the story of the game is Alman Ross and Brown. He was incredible and he's got to be in your lineup every single week and probably should be in your DFS lineup every single week right now.
2: I saw yeah, there was something a... tweeted out uh Jacob Wayne. Um, it's actually insane their their offensive line like we all know they they drafted a guy very early last year and they have like a good looking line, but it is so far and away the best line, at least through two weeks. Uh They're getting over a full yard of like more yards uh, before contact than any other team right now. Like,
1: they're
0: that getting almost four yards insane.
2: before anybody gets touched.
3: That's that is insane. so crazy. I
0: saw
1: it's over three and a half yards.
0: And that's why Jamal Williams is so big on the goal line. Um You know, Oh, uh, the freaking Diggs and Josh Allen are going crazy tonight. Uh... I had
2: Swift as one of my league winners, and even with the injury, I mean, that few touches and that many points, like he's done nothing to, to deter me from that opinion. Uh, no, 100%. Usually don't get league winners in the first or second round, but I, I still think he could be one of them. How are we feeling about Antonio Gibson, guys? I'm he's am ready bro. He looks good.
0: Yeah, he's surprising me. Um, you know, he's taking advantage of the the touches that he's I getting. Am, he's, uh, you know, involved in the passing game.
3: Man, I'm still out on Antonio Gibson. I'm worried, man. He, he had 14 carries for 28 yards. Uh, he got the touchdown, so he bailed you out for fantasy. But... Uh, Brian Robinson is out there doing work he was a guy that was really hyped in the preseason that this team had said they were giving the job like the starting job to or at least that he was going to have work so I'm thinking that this volume is not gonna stay put for Gibson Uh, you can continue to play him until until Robinson comes back but then I'm 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 worried
0: yeah it, it could be interesting when when Robinson does come back that that is for sure uh, all the commanders, uh, receivers were involved. Um, you know, you had uh, Curtis Samuel again, really involved. Uh, Jahan Dotson, really involved. I mean, even Terry McLaurin is. Are are you willing to roll all three of them out as you know wide receiver two flex options?
3: You know, yeah, I I am.
1: I think you got to, yeah, you got to pull the trigger on some of these guys. And Jahan Dotson, even though he didn't have a huge game yesterday, I I think he's capable of it. And I don't think Carson Wentz really has that much of a preference for any of these receivers.
3: I mean, Dotson caught another touchdown. He's got three touchdowns in his first two games in the NFL. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it kind of speaks to how much, how, how productive the wide receiver position has been over these first two games that, like, he's not, you know, <laughs> considerably better in, in the rankings.
0: But and, uh, I think you know, a crazy stat is one.
2: Three interceptions, I believe, through two games and he's still, granted, before tonight with, uh, we got a couple quarterbacks going off, but he was still the second overall highest scoring quarterback because they they, if they get behind and they start chucking it and they could do have weapons. Um, I don't think he's the second best quarterback in the league, but I, I guarantee he's available in a lot of your leagues right now. If you're no, looking for somebody to definitely stream or not plug in for somebody's
0: hurt, Yeah. All right. Let's jump over to the, the Seahawks 49ers game uh, 49ers win easily 27 to seven. Um, we talked about, you know, Trey Lance going down and then Jimmy G comes into the game uh, has a 154 yards and a touchdown and also had a rushing touchdown Um, the offense seemed to, to look pretty good with him out there. Uh, Debo still though, I thought this was a little bit of a a down game for him. Five, five of six targets for 44 yards and 53 rushing yards. Um, you know, Brandon, Ayuk had five of eight for 63 yards. Do you think either of them take a bump now with Jimmy G taking over or how do you see, you know, this, this playing out with Jimmy G?
1: I mean, I like Debo a, a smidge better, I suppose, but I really believed that they were going to scheme for him to get the same kind of work kind of regardless. Um, this just might have, you know, you might see a little a fewer mistakes from Jimmy G, which gives the kind of overall offense a little bit of a boost.
3: Yeah, I agree. yeah and this, oh, uh, I was uh, exactly this team like got out to a the, really big um, lead pretty quick. They ended up running the ball a ton. So Jeff Wilson had 20 touches for a hundred yards and, and uh, TDP had 14 carries as well. So they just, they were able to just run the ball and run the ball and they didn't need to put Debo their best runner in there in situations where, you know, maybe he could get banged up when, um, when it just wasn't necessary. Well,
2: Seattle's offense hasn't scored in six straight quarters either. Um, when you have a good defense and you're playing a bad offense, you can you just run it down their throat um regardless yeah. of if you're effective or not and and they were effective so even better there and then uh you know Debo didn't didn't play great it was still kind of crummy weather um, but I would look for similar to last year um, there's more tape on him of course, but he's clearly got a rapport with Garoppolo uh, they got Kittle coming back uh, I believe this week
0: I think and he's
3: just a monster. Fine.
2: Yeah, he just doesn't get tackled. It's insane.
0: Agreed. Do you think the um, the injury to Tyrion Davis Price? Do you think that boosts Jeff Wilson up quite a bit? Do you think they're going to trust him um, more in 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 this now?
3: Bills pick six. I
0: don't they think actually. Any, uh, uh, I think they're going to.
2: The, the Niners are the epitome of next man up. They're they're going to have somebody else in the wings. Uh, he's still going to yeah. get volume, but they're going to bring in some guy you've never heard of, or Marlon Mack, and one of them is going to have a great game, and it's going to be whoever isn't on the number one on the depth chart to start the game.
0: Yeah, uh, real quick, Malik Willis is now in at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans.
3: That's huge.
0: Wow. actually get well,
1: I mean, they're granted, down, they're down 41-7. To seven. To seven, <laughs> yeah, but we get to see Malik for the first time.
0: We do. We actually get to see Malik, so... Um, uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, Tyler Lockett was, had had 11 targets, caught nine passes for 107 yards and DK had four targets or six targets, four passes, four catches words, uh, for 35 yards. Um, there was, uh, you know, was a little bit of rain, but nothing, nothing like we thought it was going to be. Are you guys worried about DK at all? Yeah,
3: yeah. Definitely. Is he somebody
0: you're willing to start, or what do you what are you doing with DK?
2: I think it depends on where you drafted him. If you drafted him to be your number one, I'd be terrified. As a as a number two guy, where he's kind of fallen ADP wise towards the, the end of the off season, uh, he's still getting targets. Is um, you know you want more? Uh, he's getting like five yards per catch, but I don't. I wouldn't be. Worried per se, in that situation. Yeah,
1: I don't like the way that they're using him in the offense when they're behind. You know, they're still not trying to get him involved, and that's you know that's not good.
0: Um, all right, let's jump over to the Rams thirty one, Falcons twenty seven. Falcons almost came back in this game. Uh, looks pretty good there toward the end. Drake London, another. Amazing game, 12 targets, eight receptions, 86 yards and a touchdown uh, and a two-point conversion. Uh, The thing that was a a little surprising this week was uh, Cordero Patterson splitting uh, the backfield with Tyler Algier. Um, You know, but Kyle Pitts still, again, only three targets and two receptions for 19 yards. Are you guys worried about Kyle Pitts at all, especially with where he was drafted?
1: In a redraft league, I am terrified.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would it, is he droppable for you?
2: No. God no. Absolutely not.
3: No. Okay.
2: I think would, you could justify is, picking somebody up and benching him, but if you drop him, I mean that, that's that's shameful.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. That you could put him on your bench to see if things progress going forward. And if he can earn some more targets there, um, I think you know the the guy to be excited about right now is Drake London. I'm so pumped on that guy. I was a huge fan of his before the draft, and so yeah, I'm just. Uh, but I'm I'm really worried about Pitts right now. Obviously, in a dynasty league, you're gonna keep him around because you're expecting things will be better next year with a different quarterback. But in a redraft league, it's scary. Agreed.
0: He's somebody I would definitely, I would definitely be looking to to start somebody over him until he starts getting involved in the offense a little bit more, though. Um, on the other side, Cooper Cup does Cooper Cup things. Uh, Eleven for hundred and eight and two touchdowns again. He will just not go away. Um, Cam Acres had. Akers had
2: too.
0: I was yeah, actually yeah, was, uh, you know, Allen Robinson four for five for fifty three and a touchdown almost had a second touchdown. It was called back. Uh, so, you know, good to see him getting involved in the offense. Um, I think that's going to continue to happen going forward. Uh, you know, I think it, it'll be, I, I think it's, it's, uh, good to see him involved. Cam Akers, uh, definitely got involved more at 15 carries and two receptions for 62 yards. Henderson was 10 for 47 and a touchdown. So uh you know there yeah, seemed to be splitting that backfield a little bit more like we thought
3: yeah that uh that um uh, alan robinson the second touchdown wasn't even called back on a penalty new york took a timeout because of a player they suspected of having an injury so uh, it was kind of a weird sequence of events there and he probably should have had that second touchdown
2: yeah the, the rams I, people are talking about how atlanta almost came back but Really, that that was the Rams choking it away. They had a an interception. Uh, they clearly, like the body language wise, looked like they had the game wrapped up. And Atlanta, you know, they give them credit; they tried. But uh, you really didn't see the Rams answer until that final drive when they smashed Mariota <laughs> to, to end the game. But
0: yeah, uh, poor guy.
2: Yeah,
0: he tried. He scrambled everywhere he could.
2: Dude, how about when he
1: fell down and then got up and still threw that completed pass? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah,
3: That's really crazy. On
2: passing the playoffs, so.
3: He's made some okay plays.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's uh, jump over to the Cardinals and Raiders game. I know everyone really wants to talk about this one. Uh, Cardinals win 29-23 in overtime. Uh, they were up 20-0 to in the first half. Uh, Carr did have no turnovers in this game, though, uh, but Renfro in uh, that game-winning drive had two fumbles, one they recovered, and the second one the Cardinals recovered and ran back for the game-winning touchdown. Uh, I think the really, really surprising one of this game was how – I don't know if it was the Cardinals that took Devontae Adams out of the game plan for the Raiders, but he only had – he had seven targets, only two receptions for 12 yards and a touchdown. Uh Darren Waller had a big game though, six for 50 and a touchdown. Um, you know, yeah. How do you guys? How do you guys feel about uh, this? I'll let you guys. You know, Josh Absolutely and Jordan talk a little awful. bit more about the the Raiders' offense.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to talk <laughs> about this. <laughs> uh, uh, what do
3: we think is? What do we think is the deal well, with I, Adams?
2: I was I was guilty of. Uh, I I didn't see a lot of that game until the very end, and uh, what I did see. There's a couple times where he was open and Carr threw a bad pass to him. Uh, I was either behind him or um, too late, and he got covered. But it's going to work out eventually. I mean, they're they're both too good for it to not. Obviously, it stings right now. but
1: I Yeah, I think it, it just seemed like an overcorrection from last week's game plan where they wanted to get him too involved. And, you know, so what, like 17 targets or whatever, it came down to seven and some of those were not placed well to begin with. So,
2: I do have, from this game, uh, an apology to make. Um, if they're listening, I want to apologize to the creators of Madden. Uh, for the longest time, I've seen guys run around with their quarterback for 87 yards in the backfield before running it. And I said that wasn't realistic, but now I know better. After watching that Kyler Murray uh, little two-yard scramble that took an hour and a half, it felt like. So,
0: that's on me. 21 seconds he ran around. Almost 21 seconds he ran around was absolutely insane so that that was pretty crazy um but uh dorch another good game four for 455 and a touchdown uh how do you guys feel about him i'm actually really sad i did i'll say this in in our in our dynasty league i put in to pick up dorch um and our waivers were not uh we couldn't have waivers get picked up on sunday so i didn't get to pick him up um And now I feel like he's going to be a waiver addition this week.
3: Uh, And I'm going to have to actually fight more to get him, which kind of sucks. He definitely will be a waiver addition. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a waiver wire guy this week for any team that's like needing a wide receiver or uh, if you're banged up and you need flex. um, You know, they're still really banged up in Arizona. As far as the pass catchers, they're still missing Hopkins with the suspension. And we don't know when Rondale Moore is going to be back, so Dortch could very well be a fine play in a full PPR next week. He's going to see volume. Zachary's My question is:
0: Zacherts did look pretty good, even even when uh, Rondale Moore comes back. Do you think Dortch stays involved with how good he's played? Yeah,
1: it probably does just hurt Rondale Moore.
0: I definitely think he earned his spot now. I mean, he's been playing fantastic. He's catching what's being thrown at him. You know, he's got the touchdowns, you know, Hollywood was six for 11 for 68 yards. He had that touchdown go down at the the half yard line. Uh, so he missed, missed the touchdown. Um, but Zachert's looked really good again, eight for uh, 11 targets, eight receptions for 75 yards. So overall, I think, you know, that looks pretty good. Um all right, let's keep it moving here, though, because we're getting getting a little high on time. Uh, the Texans uh, fall to the Broncos 16-9. to This was I, – I mean, I'm a Bronco fan. This was absolutely horrible. Um, Houston's offense struggled against the Broncos' defense. Uh, Damian Pierce didn't end up with a majority of the work, 15 for 69 with one catch. Uh, he actually looked really good at certain times in this, uh, game, uh, Denver's offense. They're really, you know, Javante Williams looked fantastic. He averaged like six and a half yards a carry. Um, even Melvin Gordon looked really good, but I just think that right now the, the Broncos offense is struggling. If, uh, Jerry Judy does miss next week though, um, Cortland Sutton has got to be up there pretty high, uh, Maybe even you know in my my rankings ranked as a a wide receiver one next week just because there really isn't a lot of other pass catchers on that team. You saw when he went out, he had seven for 122 yards, didn't get a touchdown, but did look did look pretty good there. I don't know. That's Um, really
3: questionable play calling. I don't know what Uh, your Broncos are thinking. Where they get into the they get in yeah they get in really close. They get in really close and. They're running games, what's been working for them. And then they don't even like run play action or anything. They they ran really weird stuff at very strange times when Javante and Melvin Gordon were both looking good and running well. So it, it was odd. Trust me, I was screaming. There was a the lot TV. of I was yelling. Yeah, there was I, it, a lot of strange play yeah. calling this week and bad coaching decisions.
2: Well, I do want to give a little early season MVP shout out to the Broncos fans. Uh, They were counting down that play clock because Russell Wilson couldn't get them out of a huddle before 15 seconds left. And they had multiple delays of games to the point. Well, that's not
0: on Russ. That Hackett even came out and said that he's not getting the plays to Russ on time, that he needs to get the plays out quicker. It's like, obviously, you're you're seriously struggling with that. I don't know what's going on. We had a few, like a read option play where they gave it to a receiver to, you know, or a fullback. And it was just, it was horrible. I just, it made no sense to me. They need to run the ball in the red zone. It's, you know, Javante and Melvin Gordon, I would expect eventually the touchdowns to start going up because they're going to start running the ball when you're three yards out of the end zone and you're not running it with the, you know, the running backs that are averaging six and a half yards of carry. It just makes no sense to me. Um, so, you know, don't, don't give up on any of the run games or anything like that. But, uh, I think, I think we have better things to come, but the offense just right now looks absolutely horrible.
2: This should get better, but they're also going to have to start playing their division opponents pretty soon. Like these are supposed to be their two cupcakes on their schedule
0: and they look, neither one was a cupcake. So, um, all right, let's jump over to the, the Bengals and Cowboys game. Uh, the Cowboys pull it off with uh, backup quarterback Cooper Rush, uh, beat the Bengals 20-17. to 17. Um, Cooper Rush wasn't too bad, 235 yards and a touchdown. Pollard had 98 combined yards and a touchdown. Zeke looked, looked terrible, and I think he will continue to look t- terrible as long as Dak is out. I benched him this week. Uh, Noah Brown though 5 for 5 91 yards and a touchdown. Uh CD did get, you know, his yards. He was uh had 11 targets, 7 receptions and 75 yards. And then we talked about, you know, Dalton Schultz getting hurt. Um what did you guys see on the the Cowboys side of the ball is Zeke somebody that you would even try and roll out there going forward until that comes back.
2: I might for this week they play the Giants. Um I'd give him one more chance, but we saw when when Dak got hurt with his ankle here uh, before last. Teams will stack the box and you know make their backups beat you. Um, Dallas barely beat the Vikings last year with Cooper Rush, and it took uh, some really great catches from Amari and Ceedee, and it you know it, it's not going to be pretty. Um, you, you're mostly looking for a volume play at that point. I think Zeke's has been better than Pollard, but Pollard may be a better play now, just given his uh, big play ability.
0: Uh, on the Bengal side of the ball, Burrow was sacked six times again. Supposedly, boosted up that offensive line, and he is still just hitting the ground like crazy. Uh, Jamar Chase where? And, and where where they boost that offensive line? Yeah, well, it's not showing, but they did. Um, they boosted up their his, payroll. His, his bodyguard hasn't shown up. Um, no, he forgot he was supposed to be there to protect him. Uh, yeah. Higgins was, had 10 targets, six receptions, 71 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mixon had 22 touches for 83 yards. They were supposed to have, you know, this was supposed to be an easy game for them. They had Mitch Trubisky in week one and the Bengals are now and two. Are you, I mean, we're not too worried about their offense. I think chase and Higgins and them, they're going to continue to move the ball, but what do you guys think about the Bengals overall? Like, just as as a team, I mean, is this a massive Super Bowl hangover or, or what's going on?
3: Yeah, I think it is a Super Bowl hangover. I can't believe be they're zero and two against.
2: So this year.
3: Mitch. I can't believe they're O2 against Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush. Like those are the two quarterbacks they've faced and lost games to and this is supposed to be a pretty good defense as well as one of the elite offenses in the NFL and uh we really haven't seen that so far. I'm I'm optimistic for where things are going to go though down the road. They they've got great weapons in that offense. Yeah.
0: I think I think the offense will be fine, but I just I I think overall this team is is really struggling and has to has to find their stride. Um, let's jump over to the bears Packers game. Uh, Packers 27 bears, 10, the, you know, that doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, Aaron Rodgers continues to own the bears. Um, it was a pretty ugly game for fields, uh, despite getting a rushing touchdown, uh, Montgomery was 15 for 122 on the ground and, you know, Cole Komet. Again, zero receptions uh, is commit. Somebody you guys are dropping because personally, I'm I'm letting him go. I'm
3: done.
2: He can uh, he can have his breakout yeah. on somebody else's roster.
3: Yeah, I would drop Kemet. Yeah, moving yeah. on.
2: What about Mooney though? Uh, he's was another one like they were both kind of got that preseason hype. Like Fields is going to have to throw to somebody, but he didn't even throw it 15 times.
0: Yeah, I just don't think that they're gonna throw to anybody i that offense just looks atrocious uh i don't know that Mo- mooney is somebody that i would drop but i mean at this point it's getting close i mean that offense just looks horrible um you know i de- i definitely would i would definitely put somebody else in in my starting spot over him um so uh but on the Packers side of the ball uh aaron jones was incredible 15 for 132 and a touchdown had three receptions for 38 yards and a touchdown. And then A.J. Dillon had 18 for 61. They they did what they should have done in week one, and they got it to the best two players on the field. And they, they looked really, really good with it. Alan Lazard did come back, though, and caught a touchdown. Um, so that was kind of nice to see him out there. Uh, is there anybody that you guys are rolling out there besides Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on the Packers' side of the ball?
1: Um, I t- I would rather play th- Robert Tunyon than Cole Komet. I'd
2: roll the dice on
3: Lizard. definitely. I would if ra- if I, if I, if I yeah, flex. I'd I'd rather play. I agree with Josh. I'd rather play Tunyon than Cole Komet. Um, and he's he's always got a chance at a touchdown with this Rogers-led offense. And then Lazard, you can roll out there in the flex. I think he's gonna continue to get more and more involved. He's still coming back from an injury, but the running backs are who I want to play there for sure. And just going back to Fields for a second. How do you lose by 17 and you only throw the ball 11 times? Does any of you have a, any kind of idea what's going yeah. on there? It shows they have zero confidence in fields.
2: Well, The Bears can change their coach, but that's kind of... I, I don't know if they're cursed or what, but it just seems like that's what they've done for the majority of my lifetime other than when they had Mike Mertz and Jay Cutler for that one year. yeah.
1: Um, when I look at it, I mean, it's kind of like I've said all offseason that David Montgomery is their best player, and they, I think, really believe that too.
2: He looked like it,
0: so they're likely to have top three pick one, two, or three. I mean, they could have the number one pick. I, I think Seattle could be right there with them, but do they draft a quarterback in this draft? Do you guys think
1: there's a good shot
2: if Stroud and Young are as good as they say? I, you know. You could be justified. Give give Fields the year, and then if this is what you
3: got, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see how things go going. All right, let's talk a little. Yeah,
0: let's talk a little bit about uh, the waivers. Um, Jordan, you want to talk a little bit about the waivers that you have here, the wide receivers?
3: Uh, I I, I think Josh put. Oh okay. yeah, Josh, you put want... most of these in, yeah. I did add, uh, the running back Jordan Mason. If he's still out there with TDP banged up for the 49ers, uh, Jordan Mason's probably the next guy up. He had some preseason hype. So, uh, behind Jeff Wilson, I feel like you could maybe throw him in there if you were in a pinch.
0: And I know that James Connor is back, but is, Eno Benjamin or, um, you know, Anybody else on that Darryl side Williams. that you'd be, you know, looking at possibly picking up? Um, Daryl Williams. Yeah, yep. I couldn't think of the name.
1: I'm not Eno really Benjamin interested or in Daryl. Williams. Benjamin. Uh, James Conner should still be healthy, so as long as that's the case, I don't really want to roster him.
2: I think if if Garrett Wilson's available in any of your leagues, like go get him yesterday. Um, shame on you if he is. He was a top ten pick, but I saw that. Uh, on Sleeper, he was only on yeah, like honestly, 70% of leagues. So,
3: Keep going, Zach.
2: No, he I, I, was a top 10 pick for a reason. Um, there was a lot of debate with uh, a lot of these receivers about who would be the top pick. and you know, he He's just a stud, and they're going to have Zach Wilson coming back. It's not going to be Joe Flacco. I don't think he's going to score 30 fantasy points every week, but uh, I, I guarantee he's better than a lot of the fourth or fifth wide receivers on a lot of guys' rosters right now with a better opportunity as well.
3: Yeah, we uh, we talked a little on Dorch, um, and then uh, as far as the receivers in Tampa go, because there's so many injuries there, you could maybe look Perryman's way, but I'm I'm interested more in those guys in like a really deep league or as a DFS kind of contrary play than anything else, but. Zach makes a really good point, not only with Garrett Wilson, but any of these uh, really highly drafted rookie wide receivers, if they're out there, if Jahan Dotson's on your waiver wire or Drake London, I know he was getting drafted a little earlier, but uh, if people get frustrated with any of these guys and they dropped them in week one or they're, um, you know, or they were went undrafted, they need to be on your roster because the upside is is incredible with those guys. They are likely to get better as the season progresses. Yeah,
0: I definitely agree there. Um, on the tight end side, um, you know we talked about you know dropping commit and picking somebody else up. Uh, you know if he's still somehow still out there, uh, Gerald Everett. Um, you know, but there's Tyler Higby and Evan Ingram. Is there anybody else that you guys would be looking at, or just those those two those two tight ends?
1: Um, I just wanted to bring up that, you know, earlier Zach mentioned Evan Ingram had uh, the highest target share for Jacksonville. Uh, Higby has had 20 targets over these last two games. So he's somebody that probably should be owned.
0: Yeah, agree.
2: Well, And on Evan Ingram, like, Doug Peterson is their coach now in Jacksonville. Uh, when he was in Philadelphia, they ran a heavy tight end focused offense with Hurts and Goddard. They went out and drafted Goddard when Ertz was one of the best tight ends. Like he's he, he game plans to throw to the tight end. I'm, I'm not an Evan Ingram fan, uh, but you might want to take a look on that. Kick those tires as much as it pains you.
0: Yeah. Um. I guess we could talk a little bit about you know who's possibly droppable. Is there is there anybody on your roster right now that you know we talked about Cole Komet being somebody that we would drop right now um is there anybody else that just you know has not panned out that's somebody that we've had on our roster and and really really looked at that you guys would say is time to time to let him go and that's it
3: uh i've got a few guys that i'm a little worried about how do you guys i like that but um what do you guys think about elijah moore for the jets or rashad penny in seattle
0: I'm not willing to let Elijah Moore go because, yeah, I'm not willing to let Elijah Moore go because when Zach Wilson comes back, that offense could look a little bit different and the targets could go a different direction. So I would hold on to him until we see Zach Wilson comes, come back. And then we see, you know, what the target share looks like then.
2: Rashad Penny's tough. Um, I think, uh, in a redraft league, I would hang on to him over Ken Walker right now. I think, I think Walker's going to be a stud down the road. And the dynasty, that offense is just going to be bad. They're they're not going to score points. But I think you run the the opportunity of if one of them gets banged up, you're going to get some volume. P. Carroll runs the ball, um, unless you're desperate to get somebody to fill in to start right away. I would probably hang on.
1: Yeah, um, as far as who's droppable, like Zach said with Seattle, that offense just isn't going to be good anytime soon. I think the same thing can be said for the Bears. Um, you can go ahead and drop Cole Komet. You can go ahead and drop – I mean, I don't know if we're going to drop Mooney this week. It depends on if there's really some – I mean, if Garrett Wilson is out there on, on your waivers, I would drop Mooney off of my squad for Garrett Wilson right now.
3: What about – I know we I mentioned you know these rookie wide receivers, but what do you guys feel about Sky Moore? That was my next person I wanted to bring
1: up. Um, I think he is droppable. He's not seeing any time on the field.
2: he saw what, two snaps on offense? Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be all year long people scratching their head about who's number one in Kansas City. But I think at this point we can kind of eliminate him from that discussion.
0: It worries me a little bit with that because you anybody there could eventually Brandon? just take over and be the number one there yeah i mean he he could take over and be the number one i mean we saw it with you know justin jefferson um he was uh you know non-existent for two weeks i don't think this is the same scenario um but it's not to say that sky Moore couldn't eventually but there's certainly other people out there if he's clogging your roster if you have a shallow a little bit more shallow bench he's somebody that i'd be willing to to drop i would say
3: hey and a guy to definitely not drop at least in my opinion is george pickens he's been on the field a ton uh so i expect that workload to increase
0: yeah i have i have george pickens in in our redraft league and i've just been holding on to him i know he's not getting the targets right now but they you know that that could all change and especially if they ever if they do end up making a quarterback change that could change right there too so um, I'm going to hold on to him for a little bit longer because he is getting the the snaps and he is playing. So, I got
1: one more question. How about Albert o?
0: I, would, I would drop him for I now. Um, probably
3: look elsewhere.
0: Just because that whole offense is like, honestly, the Broncos offense just doesn't look that good right now. I mean, Albert O could be somebody that's that's usable later on if they start figuring out the offense, but right now it just doesn't look that good. So, If
2: you played him this week, like, you're mad. Obviously, he got you zero points, but... Who, who are you picking up at tight end? Like, unless you're guaranteed to get somebody, I'm not just going to go outright drop him. Like, yeah, I'm going to look for somebody else to stream possibly, but it, that position uh. is just rough right now.
3: I think the the two that I would prefer the most uh, would be Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby if they're out there on your waivers because they seem to be getting the volume and they're at least in good offenses. So that's those that's the way that I would look at tight end if you've got those options. Otherwise, yeah, it's it's pretty bad out there yeah i agree
0: all right well i think that's gonna wrap up episode 12 uh you can find us on our main twitter at best coast ff you can find me at bcff underscore brandon and you can find jordan at bcff underscore jordan and josh at bcff underscore josh and zach is just the oracle uh, he predicts the future, so you know. Thank you so much, Zach, for for hanging out and uh, jumping on this Thanks episode Zach. with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, boys. Bye, everybody. And uh, We will have our DFS challenge uh, scores on Wednesday's episode and uh, get the uh, the punishment for for that because we'll have our, our new lineups for Wednesday as well. Uh, so look forward to that. I can tell you it is a really, really close match between all three of us. Um, Jordan might've taken it with the bills defense tonight though. So, uh, then again, I did have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, So that was kind of, that probably makes me the loser. That might've made you the loser. Yeah. I just said that without actually saying it, but, um, yeah, thank you everybody. And, uh, tune into, tune into, uh, Uh, Wednesday's episode as well. Uh, We appreciate everybody hanging out with us and uh, we hope you all have a great night.